Welcome to another episode of the Classic Pinball Podcast. My name is George, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hello, George. Today I'd like to welcome someone hosting the first pinball show of 2021 in the United States, Keith Campanelli. Thanks for having me. Keith, there's quite a bit of information, and I'm hoping that you can give us a start. The show is called um, Ohio Pinbrew Fest. Pinbrew is the short name for it. Uh, a few years ago, a friend of mine, Marvin Orchide, who did the Ohio Pinball Show for, I think, 13 years with a partner, um, decided to go in a different direction and asked me to come in with him. And we had an idea, uh, you know, beer and pinball go together. I think Gary Stern said it at the 30th uh, Expo, um, beer and pinball. So we decided we'd look at something like that. Um, I have a... Uh, uh, a brewery in that I've been working with for the last couple of years, the guys at Birdfish Brewery in Columbia, Ohio, who have taught me so much more about craft beer than I ever knew. Some things I didn't want to know, and there's a lot of beer involved, but uh, we decided we would put the show together where we're going to have basically a pinball show with vendors, tournaments, um, craft beer, and also food. So uh, the, the, the beer people do a lot with food trucks. Uh, that's a huge thing out here. And these food trucks are not just, you know, some guy with wrapped up saran wrap burgers, but uh, they're bringing out poke bowls and, and, and smoked uh, and barbecued uh, beef and, and pork. So we're combining all of this for the show. Uh, we had a plan to do this show last year. We were scheduled. We worked really hard. It was set for April, I think, the 16th through the 18th. And now we had to postpone it. We postponed it to August uh, with, you know, things with the pandemic and, and knowing that it wasn't a good time to do it. And then spring came. We had it scheduled for this year. We looked at the data and we decided, you know what, it's time. Uh, we think we can do this. We can think we can do this safely. So we're, uh, we're, we're rolling. Let's address that right out of the box. Today's announcement for Texas opening up the entire state without masks. Do you think that's a positive for you? And explain to the audience some of the guidelines that you're going to be implementing for the show. So um, I, I have a background in medicine. My wife is a physician and we have some very good friends out here that are in, infectious disease people. Um, so between the stuff we've implemented in our office and the changes made in the CDC recommendations, we're basically doing what the CDC has been recommending, uh, what the state of Ohio has been recommending, and what my wife is recommending. So there'll be things that will just have to happen. The social distancing thing uh, 
is going to change the dynamics of how the show is set up. Uh, originally, we had 15,000 square feet in the Metroplex. They are giving us all 30,000 square feet this year, just so that we can continue on. And we'll be spreading the machines throughout the building. They won't be stacked next to each other. Everybody's going to be spaced, so there'll be a little bit of comfort zone with that. Um, we'll have hand sanitizer, obviously, um, for the people, for their hands, but we will be using our own cleaning agents that are uh, friendly to the pinball machines because we don't want hand sanitizer on the machines. Some people have some beautiful games coming in, including myself, and I don't want the artwork getting destroyed um, by wet alcohol. So we're, we're doing that. Masks is still a mandate here in the state of Ohio, and we fully support that. Um, if it gets to the point, which it might in this state, they might remove that mask mandate by our show. I kind of doubt it. Um, but then again, it's, it's a comfort level for everyone. Everybody has information on how they feel about the pandemic, where it is, where it's going. Uh, we're very confident in the vaccine level in the state of Ohio. Uh, we're doing very well right now. We are close to 10% fully vaccinated. Um, we are close to 20% first shots. And then now with the new vaccine coming out, um, our honest feeling, and this is discussing it with, with um, some medical people, that the people that need to get vaccinated that are a risk will be vaccinated by the show. So we don't feel that we're endangering others if we keep these social guidelines, um, the masks, the, the social distancing, and um, you know, just using common sense. People tune into this podcast, obviously, to talk pinball. So let's, let's move to that. That's From awesome. what I read on your website, it looks like you've got over 100 machines already confirmed for the show. Why don't you take us through the dynamics of what people should expect when they walk through the door and see the, the show's setup? How is it going to look to them? Well, it'll look a little bit different. Uh, you'll come in the entranceway, obviously, the tickets and all that. And then you'll go, there'll be the main room, which is a massive area, which is 15,000 square feet. And we are keeping that mostly our vendors, they will be spaced apart. Uh, you know, nobody's going to be tight against each other. Um, we will have some pinball machines in between vendors, depending on spacing. Uh, and then as you venture out of the main room, the rest of the Metroplex is divided in a very unique way. It has a, a, a dance floor area. It has an interior bar on one side, an interior bar on the other side, um, other places to set up. So we are going to sporadically put machines throughout the building. So there might be a couple machines together here and a couple machines together there, but they're going to be all spaced out. Um, the food trucks are going to be outside. Um, we do have some food that's going to be in the building. Uh, we are going to have a beer garden. So in our state mandate, obviously, we've been in Ohio able to go out and eat, do whatever we want to do in that respect. There have been very little restrictions outside of you wear your mask and when you sit down, take off your mask when you're you know, eating and drinking. We're going to have a beer garden, which is going to have that same feel to it. So if you want to sit down with a couple of your close friends, you take your mask off and drink your beer, that's fine. Um, and then everybody will be just wandering around to different areas, uh, be able to go outside. There's going to be a small outside area that's attached to the food trucks. Um, that's actually going to be fenced off because we have uh, guidelines we have to follow with having alcohol at the show. So we have to follow uh, what the state's recommending. Everything has to be laid out in a certain area. So 
Um, I think that kind of sums it up. Well, let's 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 talk about that real quick. You know, state guidelines are different. Uh, I live in New Hampshire. Uh, Dave's down in Massachusetts, and state government has different laws regarding alcohol. It sounds as if you're going to be able to sit in a space and drink beer, but you're not going to be able to go out onto the open floor with a container. Would that be correct? No, actually, uh, that's not correct. So, oh wow, we have the entire building you can walk around with your red solo cup um so we will have a beer tent in the beer garden uh we did scale back on the beer this year originally last year we had uh, 12 to 15 different breweries that were going to be coming we decided to scale that back because we weren't sure uh originally how many people would come to the show so less breweries but we have adequate amounts of beer from them. So we've decided to use the five breweries that are in the area that uh, support pinball community. Um, they are obviously Birdfish uh, Beer Company in Columbiana. There's Madcap, uh, which is in Kent, Ohio. Missing Falls, which is in Akron, which my partner has games there. Um, and then we have uh, two other local breweries that are involved. So we'll have five different, five different breweries each one bringing between two and three different types of beer we're gonna have. And it's all craft beer, there's no other alcohol. So our permit is just for craft beer. So there'll be uh, IPAs, there'll be sours. Uh, we are bringing in some, what we call light beer pilsners uh, for the people that just are Budweiser people that you know really don't like craft beer. There's gonna be a couple of selections for them so that they can enjoy themselves um, with the, uh, what we consider a light beer. That's not we, beer. We have people I, all IPA, over. IPA is beer. <laughs> I'm sorry? IPA is beer. That other stuff for me is, isn't really <laughs> beer, but uh, <laughs> I'm an IPA fan. Well, uh, one, of, one of the beers we're going to have on is actually uh, a beer that was designed for uh, my wife's charity uh, called Scripted. It's an, it's an IPA. It's uh, a, a low, has a, uh, what they call the bitter level is... I think there's six or eight where some IPAs are, you know, 60 and 80 in a bitterness. It's very smooth. So that was one of the things I requested for the show. Um, I have a lot of friends in the pinball community that want to try it. Um, so we're making sure we have that available for them, but we're going to have several IPAs. Uh, and I think you guys, I would love to have you come out if you can, there's going to be some very good beer there. Sounds great. Well, we're, we're both all about beer here in my, uh, town in New Hampshire, we have five microbrewers for a town of 25,000. So nice. we're, we're definitely into it in uh, the southern part of New Hampshire. Let's, let's talk about a couple of the pinball vendors that are coming to the show. I see uh, American Pinball and Jersey Jack. Will they have some of their latest games available to play? So they're being sponsored through uh, like Cointaker, for instance. Cointaker is a supplier of all the big names. They're a Stern distributor. They're a Jersey Jack distributor. They're American Pinball distributor. Um, so they will be the ones bringing games representing all of those uh, pinball companies. Last year, we were actually in conversations with uh, the people at Stern. Um, uh, Butch Peel is a very good friend of mine who used to work for Jersey Jack and now works for a Chicago gaming company. Um, they were coming out and bringing their newest products. So the newest products that are out will be at the show. Unfortunately, we don't think there's going to be much released 
between now and the show, we are hopeful. We have our fingers crossed that we will have the new alien there. Um, we have a couple of those on order through uh, Cointaker. Um, but as far as the newest games, we, we haven't been in contact with anybody down at uh, Deep Root. Um, so obviously they're not listed, but the, the newest Sterns will be there. Uh, I will have a new Guns N' Roses there for Jersey Jack. We will have a Hot Wheels there. Uh, in fact, I think we'll have a couple Hot Wheels there. Um, the list of games that are, are coming or growing, um, the people that are bringing games, I still have several good friends with a lot of games that are bringing six to 10 games that haven't put them on the list yet. Cointaker has not put any of the games they're bringing on the list yet. And we know they will bring a slew of new games. Um, uh, I just found out today, Tilt Amusements is coming. Trent Augustine is going to be bringing a slew of new games also. So we will have plenty of new games, hopefully plenty of old games. We will have a lot of hardtop games. Uh, one of the, the big things about our show that we're excited about is we are having the hardtop homecoming. Um, Outside Edge is a close friend of mine. I do a lot of prototyping for them. Uh, I've prototyped probably about seven of their hardtops. And we're going to have a hardtop row set up so that people can play these old games that have been redone and play really fast, and really smooth, and look absolutely beautiful. So... You're steal you're stealing my questions. Uh, <laughs> what what is hardtop homecoming? So outside edge, um, Bruce Westfall owns a company outside edge. They started making hardtops. Are you guys familiar with the hardtops? Well, yes, I am. At uh, Allentown show uh, a couple of years ago. I'm not sure, but that was the same company. It must have been. They had uh, a space shuttle, maybe a high speed. Yeah. The um, they had a space shuttle there and might have been Flash Gordon, maybe. Mm, or maybe it was, was a high speed. I don't know. Well, the, the high speed was actually my game. And the space shuttle was Bruce, the owner of Outside Edge's game. Okay, it's, so, it's going to be not, really beautiful stuff. I mean, I, I, I played the stuff. It, it was fantastic. I saw the little booth there they had. So that's great. So you're doing this stuff. You're actually prototyping for them? Yeah. So I've been prototyping. I've, I've known... Bruce, since he started doing, well, just after he started doing the hardtops, the first one was Spatial, and then after that, um, I did Pharaoh for him. I did a couple videos on installation for him, and we're very good friends, and uh, I do a lot of restorations in the last 10 years, so I can prototype a hardtop for him very quickly. So we find a game and strip it down and, and get the art processed and put it back on the game and make sure everything lines up and uh, start another hardtop. I think he's up to almost... 15 different hardtops now so hardtop homecoming because he's in ohio i'm in ohio uh we decided we would make this home base for for hardtops we're going to actually have a uh a row of hardtops uh, anybody that wants to bring one and get into the row uh, we're going to have a little tournament just for the people that bring those i think bruce is going to give a hardtop away as a, as a grand prize and yeah they all get their hardtop t-shirts which are going to be quite interesting shirts talking about how their hardtop is harder quote unquote um and that's so we're we're going to be the base the launch base for hardtops um we had more planned he was going to have a, a private party for these guys with pizza and we decided to nix some of those things because of you know obviously uh safety concerns um but it's it's going to be interesting where people they'll bring their game they get in free and then they get into the hardtop uh, tournament they can play in that they get their shirt and hopefully they can uh, win a, another nice hard time 
Describe for the audience what what a hard top is, because some people might not know what that is. Describe uh, what's involved with that. So a hard top is a, a 0.030 millimeter. I don't know. It's about an eighth inch thick um, polycarbonate plastic where they take the artwork of the game and they put it on the underside of that. And then underneath the artwork, they put an adhesive, a 3M adhesive. And then on top of the plastic has a scratch resistant coating. And what you do is you have an old game where the, the play field's blown out and the artwork's gone. You take everything off the top of the game, you sand down the top of the game and you lay this, this piece on there. And it just becomes this amazingly bright, shiny, fast playing pinball. So you can save an old game. Uh, hard tops are, I think they run around 300 to $350. So if you have an old game that's worth $1,200, you're not going to put a $1,000 play field in it, maybe. Um, you can actually make the game look and play fantastic for a lot less money. Yeah, no, it's, and, it's a great, uh, uh, great price point and, and a little bit of a little bit of sweat equity in there too. You get a little bit of labor to do so. Yeah, but it comes out pretty darn nice. And the nice thing about uh, the one of the things for people that aren't real comfortable with tearing apart a whole game you can get away with taking off just everything on the top of the game. You don't have to start taking off all the mechanicals on the bottom. There's a few you might have to drop down under the play field, but most of it can stay underneath. All the braiding can stay under. You don't have to unsolder a bunch of things. So uh, for the novice that's not you know, well-versed in ripping apart an entire game, which is a huge process, uh, they can do it. It's a, it's a great solution to uh, some of the stuff out there, certainly. When I think of hardtops, I think of the last show I attended with Dave uh, in Massachusetts. And I'm not sure you know this, Keith. Dave uh, was responsible for the contest. I call it best in show. Are you doing something similar with this show? Yes, we are still laying some of the track for the show. We are planning on doing... Uh, uh, awards for best of show best 80s game best restoration uh, a lot of that i'm leaving to my partner marvin who's good at doing all that and used to doing all that um and we're making announcements as we go the show's now five weeks out so we're hoping this week to continue to post some of the things that we're going to do at the show and yes that is uh, you have to get prizes out people are, are going to bring their their show pieces out um, and we, we like to recognize everybody that helps make this show successful. So that'll be a, a good part of it. When I was doing the best in play uh, for the past five years at uh, Pintastic, uh, it was best in show for a while, but then some people were, um, didn't want to give their games played. And that's why I changed it to best in play, because you're going to be able to play these games, not just look at them. And uh, I, I did, I think, I think, nine categories, like... Uh, uh, early 70s late 70s early 80s late 80s i kind of i kind of spaced them out to a whole bunch of different categories are you doing you said you're doing about three or four categories or what are you doing for categories of, of the best in show stuff i want to say uh, and again this is on marvin's end and we haven't even crossed that bridge as to which we're doing but i know we'll do best of show um he normally uh does things uh best 80s machine best em um and uh, I'll be very honest with you, the, the rest of them, I, I'm not up on. I'm, I'm kind of lining up food trucks and beer. And okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you probably have a lot more to worry about than, sure. okay. than that piece of the show. 
Yeah, that, I mean, that piece will come together. Um, I mean, it's enjoyable. We had the Ohio show. My son and I restored, well, he restored a game I helped him years ago. Uh, he did a, uh, a Doctor Who powder coated and everything and he got uh best of show and it was it was it was really great to see the smile on his face when he got it and we realized that you know these people you, you want to tell people hey thank you this is awesome and you know give them some type of kudos for what they do yeah it's, it's a great uh, it's a great way to get nice games to show up at your show too to give you know get recognition for bringing a really nice restored game yeah agreed I have some questions around your main tournament. Oh, okay. Do me I, a favor I, and uh, describe to the audience the format of this particular uh, tournament and what people should expect. Well, I, I will do my best to navigate that. Again, that is another part that uh, is Marvin's side of it. I am not a tournament player. I've never been one. Um, these guys are very adamant about what they do and I'm not a good player. <laughs> so I never seem to enter myself in any of that. Uh, Marvin has done these for years at the Ohio show. Um, I believe Tom Beasy's doing some of the layout for him. Originally last year, they were doing a, uh, I'm going to get this all screwed up. My apologies, but uh, they were doing an IFPA style tournament um, and there were a lot of rule sets to it we did decide because of the current uh, climate <laughs> yeah the current climate let's just say that we had to space out the machines for the tournament so uh, that's uh, a hurdle we had to get through we decided we were going to do something in the form of a knockout tournament i believe he's doing something the same style for the women's and we have not yet decided if we're going to have a kids tournament this year when we went into uh, the decision to go ahead and have the show, we lowered a lot of our expectations and said, let's just have a, a show that people can come and enjoy. We're not looking to make a huge splash. We just wanna get this off the ground and get things started. Um, we knew we'd have a couple uh, hurdles to go over. So we've reduced some of that stuff. The actual tournaments, I can be very honest with you, are going to be a little lighter this year. They're gonna be knockout style tournaments. Um, even the hardtop tournament is going to be the same style. We're going to, I think we're going to use some match play stuff. Um, but I'm sorry that I can't really give you a lot of information on it because I don't have a lot of information on it. I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up. I read through the website and I'm not a tournament player, but I'm a tournament junkie. I do love watching people play. I see it divided into two different categories. You've got A players and B players. And I guess my question surrounds the A players. It's saying that if you have an IFPA rank of 600 or above, you're put into the A bracket. Are you expecting, given your location, a demand from that community or people coming because there haven't been a lot of tournaments recently? You've got some pretty good players in Ohio. Are you expecting a pretty good crowd for the A tournament? I think we will have a decent turnout on both. Literally, Papa in Pittsburgh is one hour away from where our, our, our venue is at, actually an hour and 15 minutes away. So all those people that were going there and used to that big tournament, a lot of them are from this area. In fact, uh, at my brewery that I hang out and play games, we, were, we had last night, uh, we had our um, 
league night and uh, Alec, uh, I always screw up Alec. Yes, yeah, yeah, kicked my butt all night long. Um, so, I mean, some of these local players out here are some of these top players. Uh, they do have a lot in the area, uh, which is tough for guys like me that want to play and compete. We just get robbed on, but we think we're going to have a decent amount. Um, we'll know more in the next couple of weeks as we ramp up and start announcing uh, early registration for everything. Uh, we haven't even announced, uh, you know, the, the ticket sales have been open, but we haven't pushed anything. We wanted to get all the ducks in a row. And when I talked to you guys last week about, hey, I need a few more days to get things lined up. My biggest concern was making sure that we had the uh, permits in line for the alcohol and that we had the insurance in line. Um, without those two things, I would have pulled the plug the day before the show just because obviously we can't deliver what we promised. So those pieces are in place. So now we're looking at all these other pieces and the tournament is one of the things I'm on the phone with Marvin constantly every day. And, um, you know, we're talking about what, what are we doing with this? What are we doing with the tournament? How are they coming with that? Um, and, and what's really nice about our partnership is I handle a lot of the logistics and he handles a lot of that, anything to do with the tournaments and anything to do with the actual real pinball side, like we talked about the awards and things like that. Do you know if the tournaments will be capped in numbers? In other words, a they, division they, at they may have or 32, something along those lines. Um, they may have to be. And that's something that we're discussing as we speak, because we in when we originally decided to do the show, um, we had a little bit of resistance, but we had a few people saying, yeah, you know, that'd be great. And I'll come. And as this month has progressed, um, we've gotten a ton of really good feedback. In fact, most of our vendors, when we called them and said, hey, we're doing the show, they're absolutely, I'll be there, can't wait. And I was kind of blown away by that. I figured I'd get some vendors that were just, no, you know, I'm, I, I, I'm not comfortable, um, but they're gangbusters. Um, one of our biggest vendors is Cointaker, who is about, I'd say three, four hours away in Pennsylvania. Uh, they're coming uh, loaded for bear big truck, a lot of games, a lot of, lot of LEDs, um, parts, and, uh, and I'm, I'm a big vendor guy because I restore games. I like to see the people bringing the mods and bringing all these new pieces and parts and things to make the game. So when all these people started saying that they were coming, I realized that, well, we might have something. And the feedback yeah. I'm getting from the pinball community, people that I know, is they, they can't wait. And they're all chomping at the bit to come. And I... Again, I'm just I'm I'm not sure where we're going to be. We have plenty of room. I'm I'm concerned about do I have enough armbands for everybody? Uh, we going to have enough solo cups? Uh, one of the one of the caveats to our show is that normally this time of year in Northeast Ohio they have Craft Brew Week, which is kicked off. We were going to kick it off last year, and it ended with a show called the Big Tappin, which is a one day beer festival with forty different breweries. And that's not happening. So I'm finding that a lot of the craft beer drinkers are looking at our show as a place to go. So that's terrific. I mean, that's a, that's a great cross promotion, being able to attract people who just want to drink beer, people who just want to play pinball and people who want to do both. Yeah. Well, it's nice that we'll be able to introduce all these craft beer drinkers to pinball. I mean, I've literally had some of them that I've discussed with the show and they're like, so you have pinball. Okay. So you're going to have craft beer. Oh, well, we're coming. Definitely. It's unique. 
so yeah, we're excited. It's it, it's coming along. I had no idea how much work was involved <laughs> to uh, get everything lined up, but uh, I'm I'm happy to see we're making progress every day as to getting. Um, I'm a big stickler on trying to make sure that everybody's going to have a good time. Uh, I you know obviously don't want any issues uh, problems, so I'm keeping myself up at night thinking of well, what about this? What do we do with that? And each day we're progressing very nicely. So. Yeah, I imagine it's quite a monumental task to plan for every conceivable hiccup or whatever for this thing. You know, it must uh, uh, affect your sleep sometimes to make sure it all. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it it, it, it has a little bit, you know, not to the extent that I would never say I'd never do it again. But um, being my first show, uh, my part, <laughs> Marvin's like, hey, it's fine to worry about it. He's done so many of these that you know he knows what to expect. And me, I'm I'm a cross the T dot the I guy. And, yep. uh, so I'm over here, you know, chewing fingernails and he's just looking at me, shaking his head. You'll do fine, Keith. Get one <laughs> under your belt. You got the, the sensei with you. He can pay. I'm sure he could tell you all the pitfalls. Uh, running a big show uh, used to be in the show business at one point in time, totally unrelated. Uh, there's a lot of, lot of pieces to the puzzle. Uh, I have one last question about the tournament. Do you know if uh, it's going to be streamed online anywhere? I, I am not aware. I do not think so. I know the IFPA stuff has all been closed down. We had to take that off, uh, right, because of current conditions. But you know, I don't. We haven't even yet reached out and asked if they're interested in starting because we are. We are on the tail end of of what we had to deal with, and we are going forward in life, and and it's time to start turning some things on, and that might be one of them. So I know that my partner will reach out to them and see what's going on. Um, we are also, we have a couple friends that do a lot of the camera work at their different um, arcades. So we might do some of that. Uh, I'm not sure. Again, uh, not. It's my a good promotional vehicle. Um, you've got some great people who do uh, YouTube channels in the Ohio area. I'll make the announcement, you know. Hey, folks, this might be an opportunity. Uh, yeah, contact they, Keith. Maybe there's a maybe there's a match. They can they can reach out to us. My our email phone numbers are on the website. Uh, the website is uh, www.pinbrewfest.com. Um, so they can uh, get on there and, and get a feel for everything that's going on. And, and there's a page on there where they can contact us. Uh, you know, we're, we're we're open to anything that's going to help make the pinball show a great, great event. Uh, we plan on doing this for a good long while. Uh, we'll get the first one under our belt and each year we'll just keep going with it. So Ohio is, uh, we have three shows in Ohio. Well, actually we had four, we had the Ohio pinball show, which is not happening this year. Um, as far as I know, we have, so our show is our inaugural show the cleveland show which my partner marvin is half owners of the cleveland show which happens in the fall and then there's another show down in cincinnati um around christmas time so um i don't know where i was going with that but anyway pinball mecca that's where you were going yes the pinball so, state of the united states um i was going to say and one thing i'm very excited about is is our logistics we are in between buffalo and Pittsburgh and Cleveland and Columbus, uh, Cincinnati's six hours away. So we're looking at, we're gonna get quite a draw from the area, which 
we expected we would. Um, Pennsylvania's just uh, opened up and you know, people can come and go as they please into our state, which was nice. We're just hoping as we're timing it, it's gonna be an easy event for everybody to attend. Yeah, well, I appreciate it very much. Um, I can't, can't thank you guys enough for helping us to get this thing off the ground. Bartender, there's a big bug in my beer. Hey, bartender, there's a big bug in my beer. He got one eye red and the other one blue. The big old bug drinking on my brew. Hey, bartender, there's a big bug in my beer. Be honest, how many times have any of you or either of you driven nine hours to go buy a game? Uh, I'm guilty. Uh, I'd say six hours. Okay. I did eight, I think. Eight was my tops years ago. I've, I've calmed down since. I did a round trip from the Jersey Shore to Rochester, New York, and back all in one day with my buddy. <laughs> wow. Right. That's that's... What was the game? Uh, we bought two, uh, two hot doggins from uh, a guy named Mike who owns uh, the Church of the Silver Ball in Mississauga, Ontario. He dragged them across uh, the border and we met in the Denny's parking lot. Um, they were in various shapes of uh, disrepair. So my buddy actually restored both of them, one for him and one for me. Nice. I've gone as, high, as uh, far away or uh, Canada. Uh, road trip up there to get a Bally Mystic. I literally, when we were getting the show ready, I wanted to have a few unique games. Um, I haven't announced them yet because I I just been so busy. Um, I have uh, uh, Galactic Cowboy. What the heck is that game? Uh, Gunfighter. Um, old Cosmic Gunfighter. Cosmic Gunfighter. I have a Cosmic Gunfighter. Uh, I have a Stargazer. Nice. And, and now you're talking my language. <laughs> <laughs> and I just picked up a uh, a ringer. Uh, the oh, ringer, yeah, that's a great yeah, game. That, that is so much fun at shows. I mean, yeah. that's a great beer drinking game. Yeah. Uh, so, but I found a joust in Canada. This guy posted it one day, and he says, "You know, we're cleaning out this warehouse from this this operator. There's this in here. I don't think I'm going to do anything with it." And I immediately sent him a text and said, "Hey." Uh, sight unseen, I'll give you for the game as is, no questions. Wow. <laughs> wow. And he texts me later and he says, Hey, I had five people reach out to me immediately for the game. He says, Three, uh, they were all like at $2,000 and $3,000. He says, They were trying to steal. I know what they're worth. Restored. He says, So uh, I'll, I'll sell it to you. So I bought this thing. Problem is that shipping, it's a pain in the ass. The, the, the border shut down. So it's literally sitting at a friend's house out in Canada and my buddies in Buffalo are willing to go get it and bring it to the show, but you can't get across the border to get it. No, you can't get across. It was a pain <laughs> in the ass beforehand, Keach. Yeah. Even with the border open, I did, a, I did it once. I went from here in Southern New Hampshire to Montreal and back in one day to pick up the skateball that was shipped across Canada. So yeah, I've had my shit. That was easy. The guy says, what do you have? I have a pinball machine. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Here, look. 
Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it was it was simple as that. He, he didn't even look inside. I mean, I could have had all kinds of contraband, but he's like, "Yeah, go. You're good." Same with me. Same with me with that uh, with the Mystic game. They looked inside. It's like, "What is that? Pinball machine?" Okay, off you go. No big deal. <laughs> oh, Dave. Who? Dave. D A V. Yeah, Dave. Dave. Right. So, anyone out there that wants to explore? getting their games worked on, getting the games restored, or buying a restored game from me, you can check out my website at pinballdoctor.com. That's pinballdoctor all spelled out. Or you can reach me at dave at pinballdoctor.com. Or you can reach me at drdavespinball at gmail. And that's uh, D-R-D-A-V-E-S, pinball at gmail. See that bear lapping up that good old country water? Sure makes a big hairy guy like me thirsty. That's when I wrap my lips around that tall, sweaty, edible bottle of good old country bear whiz beer. As my daddy said, son, it's in the water. That's why it's yellow. <laughs> bear whiz beer. Bear whiz beer, liquid products, and with Brewery Animal, Missouri.